Welcome in, everybody. This is the Two Fats Play Podcast. I am your host, Austin. With me is a man that, despite all of his shortcomings in life, still shows up for some reason to record this podcast with me, even though I'm probably his biggest critic. It's my buddy, Ryan. What is happening, guys? Man, am I excited for tonight's show. This one's going to be a fun one to record. We had a lot of really, really good football this last weekend. Surprisingly we good football. We had a lot of really weird football this off, or this this weekend. I I will give I will give you weird. I don't know about good, but I will give you weird. You know me. Weird is good. Good is weird. Dead. Da, da, da. Moving on. So, I don't know about you, Austin. I I've got like half a gallon of raspberry tea here in front of me. I just cracked these. I haven't peed yet. We're gonna see how long I can go. Oh boy. Let the peace be strong with you on this one. Are you ready? Let's let's do this, man. All right. I, I can't explain to you how excited I am for, for this show. This one's gonna be so much fun. First off, big shout outs to Argentina winning and Messi. Messi finally gets his World Cup. I know we're not that interested in that game. The only thing we were rooting for was Croatia. Hey, maybe Argentina has a cute super fan too. Who knows? But congrats to Messi. Uh, I officially submitting his goat status in the world of soccer. Um, Fight us! You don't want this smoke. You don't want this smoke. Yes, I'm sure the very gifted, athletic men that play soccer don't want to fight the two fat, overweight guys that can barely chase down a bagel. Look, if there's a bagel running away from me, you know damn well I'm going to catch it. The bad thing is I know this man is right. When you're right, you're right. And you, it, it's very rare that you're right. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I, I need W's in my life. Not George W's, but just W's. I need them. As many wins as I can get. For a guy that loses a lot, I can't win if losing was a sport, okay? I'm I'm the second loser in that one. That's how that's how bad everything goes for me. Uh, I mean, two to three weeks was all my truck was supposed to take, and here we are six weeks in, and it hasn't moved. Boy, howdy, I hope they're not listening to the podcast tomorrow morning when I show up and repo my truck. I mean, I don't think it's a repo if it's your truck. and I'm, I'm not getting into this. We're moving on. Somebody, somebody's ADHD is uh, triggered. God, please leave that in. ASMR warning. <laughs> Post facto. Uh, Thursday night football. Your division winning San Francisco 49ers. I, there's not much to say about that game. I know we usually do our games at the end. Yeah, but yours Thursday night. We got to start on Thursday night. Right. We always start on Thursday night. You got to start on Thursday night. No, and, and I'll take it. I'll take it where... So, I mean, what is there to say? I hate your defense. God, I love that defense. Especially 97. Fuck that guy. Man, I love that defense. Man, I would give up so many things. Like, there are multiple, like, Chief Super fans I would gladly trade just to have Nick Bosa around. <laughs> Thank God we're not the Raiders. We might take you up on that. Or the Cowboys. But, uh, no, good Lord. 
suffocating. If it wasn't for one breakaway run from uh, Kenneth Walker. <laughs> Who might not play this week. <laughs> I hate I your team. Got got interesting stat I'll bring up for you. But, good lord, he broke off one. And he broke the tackle behind the line of scrimmage to break it You don't break that tackle from Nick Bosa. I can't remember if it was Bosa or Eric Armstead. One of the two. You don't break that tackle very often. He just happened to. And lucky for him, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw were already up the middle of the defense, or middle of the offensive line, trying to kill Geno Smith. For no other apparent reason than they put a bounty on his head, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I would not claim that. That... (laughs) That, that did not go particularly well the last time somebody said those words. I, I would not say that loudly. Man, I don't know. I don't. What What are teams supposed to do? I mean, I mean that defense is. I was I was watching somebody earlier. I don't even remember who it was, but they they were talking about the Niners' defense, and they say great defenses, really great defenses, are usually good against the run, great against the pass or great against the run and good against the pass. That Niners defense is great against both. Well, and and I was was I can't remember who I was listening. It was either uh undisputed, excuse me, or the herd. I think it might have been undisputed where they were talking um where's the weakness on that defense? Like when you look through the levels, you have the secondary you have all pros, pro- top five in the league at that position. That's safety and second or and corner. Charvarius Ward is playing out of his mind. As a diehard Chiefs fan, Charvarius Ward has been playing that for years. For, and I've watched him with you over, especially over the last two years. I mean, Charvarius Ward has been a very good cornerback in this league. He just played on the Chiefs defense. Right, which makes no sense. I I feel he played better in Kansas City than he is now. He's got better. He's got more help. He has a ton more help. So he's taken a lot more risk. Yeah, I mean, the, the burn plays that were happening in Kansas City because our pass rush is um, might Seven be here to next 12 week. 12 seconds. Yeah, might be here next week. It's, it's Amazon Prime around Christmas, okay? <laughs> yeah. But obviously... In San Francisco, that pass rush, your quarterback, a long play is five seconds in the quarterback's hands. A long play. And it's getting thrown into the dirt. Yeah. In Kansas City, shit, seven seconds in, your your receiver's already changed routes six times, and you're going, okay, I am out of gas. You know, that's that's the difference. That's why he looks better. Right. Because... I mean, the ball has to come out quicker. He doesn't have to wait as long. He doesn't have to play as much sloppy, hold-on-to-the-guy defense as he did in Kansas City because Kansas City's pass rush is fucking awful. Whereas now he gets, oh, you know, the best pass rush in the game. And I don't think that outside, I don't think the national media is going to see that like you and I do. I, I don't know if it's because they've got so many talking points and we get to talk about whatever we want to. Or maybe those are our two teams. I also feel like we, you and I, uh, do a really good job of at least trying to pinpoint players, especially after they've changed teams. Why are they doing better here instead of just taking it for what it is? Because sometimes it's not what it is. It's 
there's a reason for it. Charverius Ward's been playing at this level for what's this now? His fifth year. Yep. Because he didn't, they didn't, he wasn't a first round pick, so he didn't have a first or a fifth year option. So he's a free agent. So yeah. So. Uh, no, I mean he he was a lockdown cornerback in Kansas City. He was. The problem is, is whenever your your pass rush is nil, you, you're gonna get burnt. You're gonna be. You're gonna get. You're gonna get flags held thrown on you. You're gonna get holding calls. Those things are going to happen because you're chasing a receiver for seven, eight seconds. And you can't do that in the, in the NFL. Absolutely These receivers not. are too good. I mean, that might be the best position group in all of football. And you have to chase them down. Well, whenever you don't have to chase them down, whenever they have to, whenever you can dictate what they do, right? because you know that that guy sitting over there is already in the quarterback's back pocket, yeah, when you're watching the quarterback and just kind of glancing to make sure your receivers, that you're maintaining either your inside or outside leverage, and you look back to watch the quarterback's eyes and see that Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, any the litany, hell, if they bring a safety blitz, it's over. If they're bringing a linebacker blitz, guess what? Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, the fastest side-to-side linebackers in the game. There's a reason that Fred Warner has one of the top um, passer ratings allowed in the NFL. You don't throw against the guy. And then the other guy I mentioned, Dre Greenlaw, he's forced like six fumbles, one each of the last six weeks. Guy's playing. <laughs> the guy's playing out of his mind. And I mean, I don't even have to say anything about the defensive line because no, Austin I usually does. cover that. Yeah, <laughs> this is so weird for me. I, I try to temper my expectations because you've seen it. When I get excited, I could be the worst fan there is. I'm trying to temper that. I'm sure the people that listen to this haven't at all caught on to that. Yeah. But, and then I look at the offensive side of the ball, and all I heard from the pundits was, Debo's out. They're going to force that ball to Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk. And I'm like, you named five guys. You named our third down receiver, Jawan Jennings, as somebody they're going to have to force the ball to. What third string quarterbacks like, oh no, options. <laughs> Tell me, right now I'm looking at the 49ers and the only team that can beat them, in my eyes, the Chiefs, and I'm giving the Eagles, I'm putting them in there. I don't believe it. I firmly believe they could beat the Eagles just because of that defense. And I feel the Niners' offense can scheme around a good defense, and that's all the Eagles are. They're not a great defense. They're a good defense. So I look around and go, damn, 13 might lead this team. He might one game go, look, we're up 15, 14, whatever the case may be. I'm throwing 15 out there because the safety is very soon to happen one of these games. He decides, fuck it. I'm going to throw you guys on my back so you know that you can trust me. And if he does, and he plays like he did, or has been so far, not making any mistakes, he's got like a 131 QBR. I mean, that's... Whenever he came in, and, you know, woe is you, because you lost your second starting quarterback of the season... Oh, I was distraught. <laughs> and it was like, all he has to do is be 
good. And I'm, I'm not talking like he doesn't have to be a, an MVP caliber quarterback. He doesn't no. have to play like it. He does, By no means. That team, that defense, that offense, those weapons, anybody would love to be the quarterback of the Niners. I mean, that's why Tom Brady's going to be your quarterback next season. Well, shit. As much as I don't want to see it happen, just because I'd rather build with somebody young. Yeah, that's right. You're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Mm. You said younger. Sorry, I had a stroke. That legitimately gave me a headache. I'll be back for the rest of that headache later. Don't you worry, dear. (laughs) But, I, I mean, I'd rather see... Uh, if the Niners decide to move on, move forward with Purdy, I'd like to see them continue with that, or even Trey. I still hope Trey's the guy. And you, I'll go ahead and bring this up, just to spite Nick Wright in his completely blasphemous takes on Josh Allen. I want Josh Allen to win the Super Bowl, and you said, go ahead and say it. Okay, just a little background for everybody here. My last free bet that I had on MGM was a $50 free bet, and I put it on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. That is a $500 cash-in-my-pocket bet. I don't want that bet to win. If it does, great consolation prize. I want the world to rip Ryan apart and Josh Allen lead the Buffalo Bills over the 49ers in the Super Bowl. For the sheer fact that I want to watch this man cry himself to sleep because the Niners lost the Super Bowl and then come on this podcast the following week and argue on Josh Allen's behalf that he now has as many Super Bowl MVPs and Super Bowls as Patrick Mahomes. I want to watch the character development. God, I feel so attacked. I actually completely forgot where I was going with that. This I, man, I knew exactly what you were going to say, and and it just it caused a complete and utter. I I completely forgot where I was going with that. I have no idea. I just want I just want to watch your bandwagon driving ass show up here on Tuesday after the Super Bowl and be like. <laughs> Told you Josh Allen was good, and I'm going to be like, what about the Niners? And then you're going to cry, and I'm going to have to carry this podcast for at least 45 minutes. No, you realize that after a Niners Super Bowl loss, you could, I could stumble and, over words for a lot longer than I currently do. Oh, I know. We, I mean, we both said three days if the Niners lose. We record on Tuesdays. That would be day three. I mean, that'd be two days post. Or two and a half, roughly. Because you know I'm not sleeping that Sunday. Exactly. I just think it'd be fun. I really wish I remembered what my my uh, thought process was, because I was going somewhere with that. I was calling Nick right out, who will never listen to it, and obviously if he came on, he would just start yelling um, and not let anybody talk. Um, That's my job. Well... At least, like, you can get in a word every now and then, and obviously I have a great 
way of making one or three words turn into about seven minutes worth. Um, yeah, don't say. Really good at it. Really good at it. But do you want to carry on to something else that somebody else is really good at? Oh, wait, you said Aaron Rodgers, and, and, yeah, I don't remember, and now I'm pissed off again. Need more tea. So, you want to drop an ad, or? Hey, peace tea? I'm drinking Razzleberry peace tea, guys. Um, Peace tea, if anybody out there is listening, you know what, screw it, even if you're not, if you don't drink... Razzleberry peace tea. Fuck you. Didn't realize we were taking the big red marketing <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. I have two cans in front of me. Open. That one's about half full. I really wish he was joking. That one's like nine tenths of the way full. I forgot the first can was open. Who thought this was a good idea? I mean, I realize it was my post on Facebook that generated the entire landscape of this, but whose idea was this? So, yeah, I mean, I, I st- we we're literally, we had talked about it. You brought up the, uh, the idea about roughly just over two years ago, and I think it was two years ago yesterday or two years ago today or something like that originally this was going to be a podcast of four um obviously a few things didn't quite work out but uh it's come to fruition and i don't know because you brought it up and i remember being like yes okay so i wasn't crazy thinking that we could talk about this we were sitting there, and I, t- I looked at you, and I was like, what do you think about starting a podcast? And you just went, yes, and now we're here. Now we have a podcast Two years that later. has 500 listens on it. Hey, anybody out there from Indonesia, if you stumbled upon us on accident looking for a soccer podcast around the World Cup, because now that I'm seeing the timing of those listens... <laughs> in the World Cup. I apologize, but if you liked us, because you told a couple people. <laughs> um, or you travel a lot. Or you travel, yeah. Hit us up. Hit us up on our on our socials. Um, too Fat to Play Pod, Too Fat to Play Austin, Too Fat to Play Ryan. We, we, we have yet to hear from anybody except for uh, my, my buddy that's out there in Canada. So... I'm having a hard time not going, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and we lost them. They're gone. They well, were gone anyhow. They listened. <laughs> we're not as racist as we sound. I promise. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, this is this is probably not going well for anybody listening. I don't think we have any more listeners this episode. That's, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um. So you want to get to Saturday's games hey, now? Saturday, we started on a Thursday game. Luckily, there was one of those. Oh yeah. Uh, the Seahawks are bad. 
Oh, I didn't get my stat in there. Oh, okay. About the Niners defense. Um, teams, uh, at least through week 13, which I would like to see uh, the updated stat, and I haven't actually looked. Um, but through week 13, teams after they have played the 49ers the following week are 1-12. and 12. That defense just demolishes everything in front of it. And that one team is the one team that took advantage of that defense. <laughs> it was Kansas City. <laughs> and there have not been a lot of significant blowout victories since that game. It's been all very close. The only blowout was against the Rams, and the Rams showed us last night. That was also Bryce Perkins. Eh, still probably better than Baker. God, I hope they roll with Baker. So can we get to Saturday now? I would love to. We are 20 minutes deep in this podcast. We have covered a game. (coughs) Almost had PST coming out my eye. I didn't know that was possible. That hurts. Oh. Speaking of epic meltdowns. The Indianapolis Colts, led by Jeff Saturday on a Saturday... Go up 33 to nothing at the half over the Minnesota Vikings. And held that lead well into the third quarter. I think it was like five minutes or so left in the third. Minnesota comes back to win that game 39 to 36. I'm starting to think that it was Matt Ryan that lost the Super Bowl. You know, maybe. The four, and I I should have used all four of these for my fantastic foursome later, but we'll get to that at the end of the show like usual. Um, But Matt Ryan has the biggest Super Bowl meltdown, biggest NFC Championship meltdown, or no, it was divisional game. The biggest um, uh, regular season meltdown, and there's a fourth one, and it's slipping me now. I, I don't think he has the preseason meltdown yet. But again, I don't know how you can. I don't know either. Do that with the preseason, but yeah, no, it, it's it I, is it's incredible, absolutely incredible. And I I just look. I I've been a Matt Ryan. I feel like a Matt Ryan truther for a while now. I've always liked him. I loved him in Atlanta. Man, you start to see a pattern and you wonder, is it really the team around you? And, and, and it you, your defense has to give up those points. But you also have to keep your defense off the field. The Colts offense in that game scored a touchdown. Every other score, touchdown-wise, was defense and special teams. Your defense, or your offense, scored seven. I hit nuts. Absolutely nuts. Insanity. But, big boy Kurt comes back putting up points, getting everybody involved. 
by everybody, I mean number 17, who I'm sure everybody had in fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? But yeah, no, it was, uh, it, that was, that was a hell of a way to start a Saturday. I don't think I've ever been that drunk after the, a Saturday noon game. And I wasn't even drinking during the game, so contact buzz off that one. Um, then the absolute disappointment of the weekend. I guess I say disappointment. We, it's what we expected. The Browns look like shit, but they beat the Baltimore Ravens, who also looked like shit. Yeah, um, that they need to pay Lamar earlier this year. Man, last year, I feel really bad for Harbaugh because I, I don't feel it's. <laughs> Harbaugh doesn't get to make any of the uh, uh, personnel decisions like a lot of other coaches. He's not like his brother. He's like, I draft them and then cut them. I like veterans. I might have some experience in that. Um, I, I don't feel like he's the same. But he does have a new GM. I mean... Ozzy's gone, so he might have a little more say-so now. I don't know. But... I hope so, because as soon as he does, I hope he realizes, I got I, I to gotta get this defense fixed, and I need an offense to protect the tall guy. I need to protect Superman, because as long as you can get him a little bit of protection, a little bit of uh, help on the defensive side of the ball, where he's not having to play from behind. I mean, they got him Sammy Watkins back. Hey, there's that headache. So, referring to Sammy, uh, who was claimed, who was cut by the Packers yesterday, before the Monday night game, and then claimed by the Ravens today. Also, the Ravens may have lost Duvernay for the season. Um, he's gone on IR with a foot injury. Potentially, could be back for the second week of the playoffs. Yep, he's they're gone for the season. That yeah, that's what I was saying. Um. It, yeah, that's that's a bad situation. Um, and I mean, but if you're Lamar, do you look at that team and be like, "Yeah, that's where I want to be." I don't think so. I mean, I know the, I know the guy loves Baltimore. There's there's no question. And I I feel like he loves his head coach. There, but that that's a lot. But even if your head your head coach can only do so much if. If they can't get players around you, you got to get out. I mean, My only question is, where do you go and what head coach are you looking for? Because he doesn't go walk into any building and make that team better. I, I disagree. I disagree in some instances. Um, there's a couple of places that I think he can go and make that team better. Well, see, like, and when I say that, I guess I'm I'm looking at like Denver. Obviously, they're not going to be getting a quarterback, another quarter billion dollar quarterback. But he he's not going to walk in there with that head coach and that. I mean, the roster's pretty decent and make that team better. That that team's a long ways, at least in the coaching tree. You got to implement a new system. He needs a no, certain I... type of coach and a certain type of offense. Okay. What about a Shanahan system? A system that's in place. 
yes, you have to change the way your quarterback plays a little bit, the way your quarterback reacts to that system. Are you thinking a team that wears green? I am thinking of a team that wears green. Hmm. A team that got its start being truly an effective and efficient offense with Lamar's former backup as its starting quarterback. A, a system that was built to allow your quarterback to run. A system that has built some of the best running quarterback seasons we have seen. A system that was built for RG3. See, and that is the only team I can see that can plug and play Lamar. And just, and obviously you'll have to, not because of Lamar, but just because of how complex a system is and how good the team is, to plug and play and win now, you're going to have to dumb that offense down and complex it make it more complex as you go through you can't give them the full offense even matt ryan jimmy garoppolo everybody that's been in that offense has needed two years to get the full offense but you give me lamar surrounded by Brees hall xavion knight garrett wilson uh 84. Corey Davis. Who's almost been a non-factor this year. Yeah. Uh, there other... Uh, eight. Uh, Eli Moore? Yeah, Eli Moore. That offensive line gets healthy next year. I <laughs> I brought that up to you before the show. So, And that's the one team I do look at as the only place. If I'm Lamar, he's got the size, he's got the arm, he's got the talent... To play in the cold weather, which is why I think he likes the AFC North, because they're all cold weather teams. But to stay in that type of environment where you're not, where your flaws are going to be minimized in an offense, because, and I'm not one of the, I've loved Lamar since he came out. I was high on him. The fact that people still want to call him a running back drives me nuts the guy can throws one of the prettier balls in the nfl when he get when he gets a chance to no that that's the lone place i can see him going and thriving i have one more hit me it's a team we expect to lose our quarterback at the end of the season you have offensive weapons you have an offensive also green nope no It's actually in the South. Has offensive weapons aplenty, although you, I believe one of your receivers is on a one-year deal. But you'll open up caps. But you could have some cap space and open up to keep him. You've got a defense that has been good. It hasn't been great this year, but it has been good in the past. Tampa Bay a bigger offensive system change you got Mike Evans Chris Godwin Kate Otten I think with Lamar you have to make a significant change at running back yes but I also believe that you can take average running backs and make them look great with lining up next to Lamar I don't know that he improves his receivers like he does his running backs. Right. He but needs his receivers he, to kind of help elevate. 
but his but running backs, are... he can help elevate. Right, because of in a his way that very run. few quarterbacks can, especially with the read option. Yeah, you know it's going to the running back, but you have to respect Lamar. No, I I like it. I feel that offensive change, and I I think you now know which team I was kind of hinting at. Because mm-hmm. I didn't think about this one, but that's also if they don't believe in Jordan Love. I. Shanahan offense, that defense needs to get healthy. It gets healthy. They add a pass rusher, which they should do. That that team's never going to spend the money to do it, but the Green Bay Packers have the run game, and they've got the receivers. I think the Packers organization is too arrogant. Oh, most definitely. So I don't see that being a possibility. No, but the fit... Uh, yeah, but it's a you, Shanahan but you, offense. But you have to rebuild that receiving core, and it has to be done now. Because the only receiver you have on that roster, I mean, Dubs might be good, but the only receiver you have on that on that roster is Christian Watson. It's the only wide receiver you've got. And we've seen Lamar's not going to be successful. To the Lamar's not going to be Super Bowl successful with one with a receiver. He's going to need help. You get Rob Tanyan back. But again, man, like, I feel like there's, if Lamar has his choice, I feel like Green Bay is not it because they, no, obviously you've got the running back taken care of. No, I, I agree. No, I feel if he has his choice, he goes to New York. I, I, I feel you and I are very strongly in on the Jets. I feel like you can't tell me that if you put Jimmy Garoppolo in that offense, that's not that's not an eleven win team. You can't tell me that. No, you, you cannot bullshit me in any way. That's a Super Bowl contending team. That's a team that you face that you should beat because that's what type of team Garoppolo. I mean, the- they're the Vikings. Yes, you put Kirk Cousins on that team. They're the Vikings. They're ten and three. Easily. The only issue they have is the division they play in, which is just getting stronger. And their quarterback. <laughs> but they're going to split. They're going to split that division. The AFC East is so fun to watch as an outsider. Oh, God, yeah. But, no. Well, I'm glad it's the East, not the West. That's for sure. <laughs> like but, it was supposed to be. Yeah. But, no, I mean, for me, I granted, I don't know that Lamar wants to go to the AFC East. Because honestly, I mean, the kid's from Louisville. The kid played in Louisville. Right. He might want to go play where it's warm again. You know, it, I don't know. Right. I, I don't. I don't know what goes on in Lamar's head. I don't either. God, I hope he gets paid. I like seeing him on the football field. Yeah, absolutely. But if you look at some of these teams that need quarterbacks, that have some capital, that have the ability to move. One of which plays in a dome. One of which has an extra first round pick. I know we need to get off this topic. Uh, but it's I'm aware. So fun. It's so fun. But I, I don't. There's a lot of things to talk about from this football weekend. I'm just game recaps of kind of. Yeah, uh, there, it, 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 I don't feel like there's been a whole lot of excitement to talk about. No, like the I'm, games themselves, like the outcomes and stuff. That, but in terms of 
exciting things to happen. Obviously, I'll hit my four favorite, but uh, honestly, there haven't been a lot. Yeah. But one of these teams that has that ability to move, that ability to change some things. And it's a team we mentioned earlier this season. As a team that, if they would go after Lamar, it'd be fun to watch. They've got some receivers. They've got some running backs. Need some improvement at the tight end position since they traded theirs. The Detroit Lions. That's, man. You give Lamar a dome eight times a year? Plus, I mean, you're look, if you're looking to the future, Chicago's building a new stadium. That could be a dome. The Vikings play in a dome. Obviously, Lambeau's not going to a dome. Right, right. They deserve to freeze. Yes. But, I mean, if Chicago builds a new dome in the suburbs, so you're looking 11 games a year, guaranteed, you're in a dome, you're Lamar, and oh, by the way, granted, I don't know if they want to change quarterbacks. The, the way he's been playing recently, I wouldn't. But, but well, I, I still believe but again, they should go do you, out. Do but. you want Jared Goff? There's an MVP that could be available. Oh, it's, I don't know that Lamar's ever an MVP again. Because what he did in 19 was fucking magic. It, it is. I, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, he ran for another 1,000 yards the following season. But what he did in 19 was magical. But man. That's such if, an interesting if topic. You're, if you're Lamar Jackson. I mean. No. If Obviously he's going. To, if he's moved it has to be. Well I say it has to be traded. I mean I guess you could try to facilitate a sign and trade. I feel like if he's getting the contract though. He would just stay. Obviously, it could be one of those deals where we're not going to be able to pay you. So, but what if, but what if the Ravens aren't the ones that want to do it? What if the Ravens go? I think we can move. I mean, I think they're dumb if they do. But what if the Ravens believe that? What if the Ravens look at this as we we can get picks and we can rebuild for three years from now? Otherwise, we're paying this guy a quarter of a million dollars while we're going to continue to lose because our team's not good enough. No, I because I, I don't believe I don't believe Lamar can carry a team to the Super Bowl. No, there's very few quarterbacks I believe that can. Yeah, very few. Uh, right now, I can think of three. I don't even know that I can think of three. Part of it's my bias. I think there's three that I there's there's that I, there's one that I know can. There's one that I believe can, and there's one that I think can. That's about where I'm at. So, um, uh, and I'm I'm assuming they're 15, 17, and 9. I'm trying to think of 9. Burrow. Okay. Ta- sorry, 4. Right now, um, I want to see how the Eagles look, but Jalen Hurts. I he, have an interesting one to get to when we get to that. If he's <sighs> been putting this team on his back... I mean, I see what you're. I see what you're saying. I didn't I just, even think about Joe, which is I. I. I want. I, 
actually apologize to Joe because the fact that, well, and I'm putting him there now, the, the top two has become a top three. Um, three quarterbacks have separated themselves from the rest of the NFL in terms of game-winning ability. And it, yeah, it's 15, 17, and 9. So that's, um, for me, that's kind of where it's at. Um, I just, and and honestly, of the three that I put in that category, like, Josh right now is at the bottom. No, I, 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 I get it. No, and, in terms of not making the mistake because he doesn't have to be Superman, we've already discussed Josh and Pat feel they have Joe for some reason is like I'm not bro's eyes cold he he's like I mean, I'm he, not he is Joe Burr he he goes I'm not Superman I'm just gonna throw to the open guy or I'm gonna get the first down like I the guy's a robot on the football field he doesn't blow anything off the off the tape dude's a winner yeah you like you said he's ice cold man you can't you can't you can't judge IQ from watching the game really at least not as us mere mortals. Right. He, he the moment's not too big. That's the the one knock. People uh, people say the moment's not too big for Pat. Well, sometimes it does. I've seen it. The the moment's not too big for Josh. Sometimes it it it, it just they feel they're bigger than the moment instead of the moment being bigger than them. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And they they forget the small picture. So, Burrow is so small picture, he he is nothing but details. I'm assuming we're about 45 minutes into this thing. We're 42 minutes in. We have covered three games. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we hope you're enjoying this. Um, we're having fun. Just yeah, we're, like we're having a lot of so fun. We're probably just not gonna, you know, we'll we'll hit scores and we'll hit finals and who won, who lost, whatever. But we'll, there's a few games that we'll probably talk about more than others. Um, but we will get to the Saturday night game <laughs> since we're still on Saturday. <laughs> Twenty minutes later, uh, the Bills beating the Dolphins. That was a good loss by the Dolphins. The Dolphins had that game till it started snowing. They did. Um, and I'm I'm not saying that I don't think anybody's making that excuses that excuse for no. them. Um, no, but this is now playoff football. Say, and I, I, I don't know that the Dolphins lost because of the snow, but I think the Bills might have won because of it. Yes, um, it was enough. It was mental warfare that the Bills, like, oh, it's snowing. Mike had the better game plan. Mike had. Mike had that team ready to play, and I'm not th- saying that the better team lost. I feel the Bills are the better team, but th- AFC East, dude that that division is so fun. I I, I legitimately think that that rivalry that is quickly going to start developing. If one of those teams wins on the road. And wins early on the road, look the fuck out. Man, tomorrow night we're gonna have to kind of buzz through our predictions and just talk playoffs. Because we're getting to that point of the season. Teams that have clinched, obviously we can hit on them, but the the teams that are on 
we're, we can start talking about true contenders now. Oh, yeah. And fringe teams that are going to make a deeper playoff push than we anticipated. We're hitting the we're hitting the best part of football. Yeah, we're hitting the good times. <laughs> oh, um, so excited. But, man, Miami can – like I said, if, if Miami goes to Buffalo early – you better you better be worried if you're I, Buffalo. I agree, and that's but, just it. That's one of the few teams that can go into Buffalo. They proved it. More than likely, walk out with a victory. Yeah, there's not a lot of teams in the NFL that can. And By the way, AFC man, this is so good. If anybody follows our picks and uh, has been betting money on them, um. If you if you listen to me through the Sunday noon games, uh, I would like a stipend. Um, Pittsburgh beating Carolina. I don't see any shock value there. Um, I didn't no, think, especially I, with Kenny Pickett going down with a. a I, I didn't. Concussion. I didn't see Carolina having two good games in a row. They didn't. Which dumbass me still started. Uh, old boy running back. My bad. Philadelphia beating Chicago. Chicago held in there. Chicago fought. Justin Fields fought. Has some dog in him. Which st- I would still like to see a little bit more from his arm, but when they were, when he was coming out, the big thing was the guy's a winner. The guy's a winner. Oh. We're starting to see that he's not winning the games. He ain't why they're losing. So, I guess my big thing on Justin, and I've gone back and I've watched some things covering Justin prior to. Um, you know what Justin Fields wasn't known as in college? A runner? Yeah. He's running the ball now. So, can you imagine, I mean, what happens if they get a line in receivers? So, he doesn't have to run? Where that becomes an option? Not a requirement? Remember when I was calling Justin's name at number three in the draft? I I was yelling for two How names. How pissed do you think he is? Oh, he's our... You could see it on draft night when they interviewed him. The fact that he was a bear pissed him. He does not want to be in Chicago, but he's going to make every team ahead of Chicago regret it. And So who's more upset that... He is a bear. Him or the Niners? Man, I don't know. I I would love to sit here and say the Niners are. I really would because that was – you and I went back and forth on this one before the draft. I was like, I don't know about this Fields guy. I kind of like him. And, and, I mean – I did not. Right. And, and then, I mean, you start seeing the – the Trey Lance kind of moving up the draft boards. Nobody really thought Trey at three. Everybody thought either Justin or Mac. And obviously, I was going to have an aneurysm if it was Mac. McCorkle. McCorkle, my apologies. Um, so, I was actually at work. I was working night shift. Had the draft on. And I was screaming. My robot was running. You could hear it over the welder. Trey or Justin. Trey or Justin. They said Trey. I was ecstatic. I was then thinking Justin was probably going five, six. I did not expect him to drop to eleven, where the Bears would trade up to get him. 
no, by no means did I think that's what was going to happen. I was surprised he was the guy that fell. Because typically the guy that falls is either the biggest bust in the draft or he's one of the best quarterbacks to come out of that draft. I I really thought the quarterback that was going to end up falling was going to be uh, Trevor Lawrence. I really did. Kind of, I something about the way that draft was getting ready to go. I seen Zach Wilson for some reason going one because everybody had him pegged at two because he just shot up the draft board. Like yeah, we're, the, we're starting to see why he was uh, not considered a first-round pick. <laughs> yeah, but he – you remember that? It was like, oh, well, yeah. about oh, a yeah. week his before. Pro day. His pro day. A week before. I mean, before. you can trace it directly to yep. his pro day. That one where he takes the ball, rolls out left, and then absolutely launches a nuke down the center of the field. Everybody's like, best quarterback in the league. He had me fooled too. He really did. He had everybody I, fooled. I didn't love him, but I mean, I I I liked him more than Justin. I also had Justin ranked as the bottom quarterback in the class. So, <laughs> I mean, not always right. <laughs> we're wrong a lot. I did think Trevor was the clear and obvious number one, but I also like. So I I I didn't like Justin. I thought he would be better. I thought he would be better than Mac. Um. Yeah, both of us had Mac not yeah. being drafted. Well, yeah, but uh, I I didn't have a lot of high hopes for Justin. Like I I mean I've I had coined him Bustin long before the draft happened, but I don't know. The way he's played has surprised me, but again. The way he plays won't win a Super Bowl. No. It could win MVP. No. But it won't win a Super Bowl. And that's where he needed the Niners to take him at three. Yeah. Him and that Niners offense could be terrifying. Fortunately, we'll never know. (laughs) It's crazy how the world works. (laughs) The way it's looking, Trey might not ever see the football field again. (laughs) I mean, this is nuts. Mr. Irrelevant showed up and went, hey, dude, it's a nice job you got there. It'd be a shame if somebody uh, took it. Um, I don't care to talk about my game later in the show because um yeah we can go. yeah uh, I, I I voiced opinions um ladies and gentlemen let me explain to you what happened on Sunday whilst watching this Chiefs game um so right after kickoff Austin started with this fu- and it just progressively got louder and louder. And it went on the entire game. At no point did he take a breath until the end where he said, Fuck this team! And then changed channels. That was after a W. You don't want to see what happens after a Chiefs loss. Now, I do want to hit on something in this game. Which, Pat's a man. That guy had 20 straight to help make sure that the rest of the team didn't lose that football game. To end the game. 20 straight to end the game, which is a more incredible stat whenever you consider the fact that MVS had two catches. 
in that span. I don't think MVS has ever been targeted on more than one occasion without dropping the ball in between. So the fact that there were 20 total balls and he was targeted on two of them and he caught them both. Damn. It's probably his best stat line of the year. <laughs> no, uh, Pat didn't have a great game, but there at the end, he showed why he's Pat. Yeah. What quarterback goes for 20 straight passes? Not many, but so admittedly, I I understand the beauty of those stats and the, the wow factor in those stats. I hate those stats, though, and it's for the same reason that I hate the consecutive passes without interception. A lot of those passes are short. A lot of those passes are dink and dunk plays. Those are the passes that win football games. Yeah, you're also playing against a team that was missing a starting safety and two starting cornerbacks. You won by six. This is also a team that's missing a right tackle, missing the running back, missing both starting receivers. And you're a Super Bowl hopeful. Yeah. Oh, no, I... I 100,000% And you beat Houston by six on a walk-off touchdown on your second possession in overtime. Oh, no, I hear you. The Chiefs have to get that defense fixed. The offense needed to play better, but... I do not take joy in saying what's about to come out of my mouth. The Kansas City Chiefs are exactly what we claim the Cowboys are. And what does that make the Cowboys? Worse. What Kansas City has shown the ability to do the last two weeks, honestly, shit, since the Niners game, they barely beat Tennessee. They barely beat the uh, Chargers. They barely beat Denver. They barely beat Houston. Yeah, they won by 16 against the Rams. It's 26 to 10. The Rams shouldn't have scored 10, and you should have scored a lot more than 26. I understand that, you know, this is a point that Nick Wright argues against all the time, is the Chiefs are the most criticized the Chiefs get criticized more for winning than other teams do for losing. And to a point, he's right. Because cool. everybody's like, the Chiefs don't win by enough. I'm not looking at it that way. The Chiefs can't get out of the AFC in the playoffs. Who are they going to beat? The Bengals are going to beat them. The Bills are going to beat them. The Dolphins might beat them. How? You're not getting out of the AFC. Not with the way you've been playing football. The defense has been awful. The offense has been bad. I, I know your offense competed, completed 20 consecutive passes. That's not bad offense. The offense has been bad. The offense in, has been In bit. big time moments. This is, a this is a team that has been built around third down conversions and around not having to have long third down conversions. In the past, long ones, who cares? We had Tyree. Yeah, we have Juju now. And I don't know if you've watched Juju run, but he's not Tyreek. What? Yeah, it's weird. Granted, okay, woohoo, we've got Kadarius Tony back. And 
Big saving grace. Glad we drafted him over DK. McCall Hardman's supposed to come back this week. I don't see any way that the Chiefs make the Super Bowl. And I think that's my biggest problem is the fact that looking at it, why is it that I can address the exact problem that the Chiefs have had, but the Chiefs can't? How is it that I look at that team? I looked at the roster this offseason. And I went, they need to address one position. One fucking position. And all you did was draft a rook draft guy. Yes, you drafted a first-round pass rusher. That's not known for getting sacks. That is a really good rush and up guy. And he leads Lee in batted passes this year. Our other freaking pickup was Carlos Dunlap. I love what Eight's doing. Eight's having a hell of a season in Kansas City. He's also old as shit. How is it that I can look at this team and go, you have to go get a pass rusher? And they're like, hmm. Yeah. How is that a how is that a thing? How is that a problem that that we can that every Chiefs fan, aside from maybe Chiefsaholic, wanted a pass rusher. Wanted somebody that could get after him. Wanted somebody that could punish crime. And here we are. We didn't get one at the <laughs> deadline. We didn't get one in the offseason. We didn't get a difference maker in the draft. Carl maybe Carl Loftus is in the future. I don't know. Not going to claim to be that. I'm not some professional scout. But you, I mean, the guy's got, what, five sacks this year? Woo. I really feel that they, personnel definitely needs to be changed on the uh, defensive side of the ball. And I'm not so sure that doesn't include the coordinator. That's where I was going. Spags is, I don't know. Why he still preached as some defensive genius. This defense has been middle of the road. His entire tenure in Kansas uh, Most of his tenure in Kansas City. The other parts, it was the worst defense in the league. I, I, where, where, where are we going if we refuse to improve the defense? Nowhere. So, and... I feel, and I'm just going to go ahead and say this candidly here, um, I feel like a lot of Chiefs fans are upset with the way this offense has performed because it's not the same performance that they've been used to the last five years. See, so And I know that that's not you. That's not a shot at you because you and I talked about this deep offense is going to look drastically different without Tyreek. You're not going to have that deep threat that the the Chiefs offense is known for, which has carried over to their point. We're we're seeing their po point total. Tyreek was essentially worth another touchdown. I mean, as of right now, I think Tyreek was worth three points is what it's boiled down to. They went from 33 to 30 on their points at points per game. The offense is more efficient without Tyreek. The offense is by the, 
by the advanced metrics, the and offense is better without Tyreek. The way it looks Mahomes on the better. field. Yes. But the way it looks on the field is the team in the wrong way is more balanced. Their offense and defense, you're not so like the Niners are a very unbalanced team because their defense it, it's an 80-20. Now, I see what you're saying. So, so when you look at the Chiefs, it used to be a 70-30. The Chiefs they had 70-30. I'm being generous. Uh-huh. 99-1. That's closer. There might be a decimal point in there. So, but you you had the offense carry the team, and then in that maybe two instances where the offense were to run into the unstoppable force, which they typically just plowed right through regardless, at least they did this year, um, the defense would at least be able to go, all right, you guys have pulled us out of enough. We, we got your back this week. And that defense is being leaned on to the point because the offense, the offensive side is so much more balanced to the defense. The defense is having to quote unquote, carry more weight, which they're not able to, which Steve Spagnolo has uh, never been able to do. I called that a shitty hire when it happened. I've been preaching this since before he was the giants head coach. The guy's a bad coach. I don't under, I don't understand the whole I, I I don't get it with him and what sucks is he's going to get another crack at a head coaching job because of the team that he currently coaches for has it been seems like every renowned. time every time he gets talked up as being a head coaching candidate we then get one of the worst games in Chiefs defensive history. It's weird how that works. But no, I mean, it's – I don't understand how this team does what it continues to do. And maybe, hey, they're battled, they're tested, they're proven. They can win and they can grit it out. One thing, I don't know if maybe you are taking it into account. Um, maybe not, I don't know. But playoff experience also matters. Oh, no, it absolutely does. And having your quarterback – and his favorite target, having a lot <laughs> for as young as as a quarterback is anyway, um, a lot of playoff experience, and a few of those leaders, especially on defense, Willie Gay, um, uh, Nick Bolton has a, <laughs> he's got what this is his third season. This is his second. His second season. Well, he had quite a bit of playoff experience last year, and he knows what it's like to lose. In yep. the playoffs. No, I mean... So, so that's yes, that's going to be huge coming into the playoffs. This team could get to the playoffs, win three, four games, whatever, win the Super Bowl. It's very possible. And honestly, I would say it's almost likely. If that's the case, cool. I'll eat, I'll eat it on this. I'll eat Crow I, on it. I I'll, know you will. I'll be glad to do so. I know you will. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, cool. Get the parade done, fire Spagnola. Yes. Honestly, get the parade done, fire Spagnola, fire uh, the enemy. 
Yes. Something has to change. This is the only team in an NFL, the only great team. We're, this team is talked about as a dynasty team that can't beat the shit out of a bad team. And it does not matter who that bad team is. If it's the Raiders, the Broncos, the Chargers that are that bad team that they're playing, and that's a close game, mm, sucks. That's a division game. When you can't beat the fucking Texans, I can the Texans that are playing two quarterbacks, their, their star running back, rookie running back, is out. Your number one receiver, your number two receiver are out. Your starting right tackle is out. Your starting your starting rookie corner is out. The guy starting opposite of him, he's out. Your experienced safety, he's out. You win by six in overtime. You're also you're also talking to the guy who lost to the Bears and the Broncos to start his season off. My team lost to the Broncos. Yours tried to. Yours tried, but they still even couldn't figure that one out. So I I get it's not misplaced anger or aggression. It's very well placed. I would trade either one of those two losses for an almost loss every day. Because right now, that would put me one game back at the Eagles, who I firmly believe I could beat. Okay. And and and, no, and I'm not I'm not trying to brush anything no, to the side no. there because we're you, an hour and five in. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make a quick point, and then we're going to get back to games. The loss to the Bears was wet, bad timing with a quarterback that didn't need those conditions. And I, I think we kind of I think we kind of agreed on that. We agreed. Um, we did. The Broncos' loss was atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Like. One of the worst losses I've ever seen. God, it still hurts. Yeah, okay. I was just making sure we were on the same page there. Um, but, and that's the game you lost, Trey, isn't it? Uh, I, don't, I think that was week three. <laughs> that was Jimmy's first start. Because week two, we lost Trey. Gotcha. And won. I forgot okay. who week two was. Okay, so yeah. So that was Jimmy's first start whenever he hadn't spent the time with the guys. Um, yeah, but the previous five seasons he's been taking him to. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. already been. If yeah, you guys have been here from the beginning, you've already heard my rant on that. So, yeah, maybe that maybe there was just a huge disconnect between the team and Jimmy. I don't know, but how I, does... I, feel like, I feel like that team, the difference and the reason I, I feel like I'm, Obviously, I don't have, feel like I have to vindicate myself to you. Right. But the reason I can kind of look at those as two different levels is your team was very much, what do we have at this point? Okay. My team's a full-ass formed thought. My team knows exactly who they are. My team knows exactly what their goal is this season. My team knows exactly what they should be doing. Well, and I... It's December. You can almost make the exact same argument, though, with my team. Both of our teams, it's not like one of our teams wasn't in the championship game last year. We both sat there 
and tried. Well, you did a very good job of holding your emotions. I destroyed a $1,000 phone for the third time in as many weeks. And it was to a division rival. Let's not forget that. So, yeah, both I, of these... I just had an so, epic collapse against the Bengals. But again, <laughs> we came out of halftime and I was like, the Chiefs are going to lose this game. And they did. Yeah, But, the yes, my... I don't understand how I love for, have this much I, love for a sport that I have PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But, the yes, my team had a new quarterback. Your team had a whole new offense. I guess my team also had a whole new offense with with Trey, and yeah, that is going to be greater than changing all of your wide receivers and running back room minus Jarek McKinnon. Same. I would say C E H, but come on, what's he? It's very clear C E H is not going to be achieved next year. Right. Granted, I said that about Frank Clark last season, so you can keep on hoping on fifty five. He's going to sign another one year deal. Well, that means he's going to have one extra year compared to this podcast. <laughs> All right, can we move on? Yeah, um, let's – let's. we could talk Chiefs Niners oh, and the, am, the the similarities between the two teams is eerie. I, I am irritated. Um, go Jacksonville. Go us. <laughs> we both <laughs> after after debating back and forth last week because we were both convinced the other one was going to be the dumbass that takes Dallas and we were both like hey we're taking Jacksonville hey Jacksonville won so that's score one two I don't know how you're scoring this but score one for the fat guys because we were fucking right hey uh don't we know somebody that May or may not have been at the game that's a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. You know, we do, and I'd like to make fun of him, except for the simple fact that on his way back, he got stuck in St. Louis for five hours. He was stuck in the airport longer than it would have taken to drive home. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to take it easy on that guy. Um, the rest of you Cowboy fans. <laughs> um, Moving on. I find it funny that you think we have cowboy fans. I've actually talked to a couple that were like, hey, listen to your podcast. And I was like, but do you still? That's usually the next question. Yeah. Um, New Orleans, 21-18 over the Falcons. Desmond Ritter looked bad. Um, But again, that Saints defense is good, so we'll see where they're at next week. Um, Lions, man, that Jets team still put up a fight. The Lions offense didn't seem like they were clicking on all cylinders. Um, not that's such a bad thing because Jamal Williams was on my dad's fantasy team. Uh, but the, the, it's weird the Jets missed their backup quarterback. Their starting quarterback. They're starting backup backup their backup starting their they miss Mike White. <laughs> I miss Mike White. We all miss Mike White. Mike White misses us. I, I don't think he does, but hey, Mike White, we love you at the Two Fat to Play podcast. Um, a game that I was unfortunately right on. I, I was pretty sure I was going to be, um, and then once Trace McSorley came in, I was a little more certain. Uh, the Broncos beat the Cardinals. Um, a game that I was still fairly confident right up until the last few seconds there that I was going to get correct. <laughs> oh. Uh, the 
The Raiders beat the Patriots 30-24. to And I, I'm going to have so much fun with that one. The greatest ending in NFL history. Also, saw a stat. There have been two plays in NFL history that have had multiple laterals that ended with a that ended with a team winning on that exact play. Recent, they both have to be recent. And, yep. And you're are you talking about both of them? The Patriots losing. Yep. Miami with the Miami miracle. Yep. And this last weekend with it, Chandler Jones's Jones. revenge. Yep. Those are the two multilateral plays that have ended have resulted in touchdown to win a game in NFL history. That's so awesome. Except there was no Gronk. The, no. We'll we'll get into this. That specifics. fell down at the end. But A, I think I, I think my new favorite thing in football is a defensive player. Unleashing revenge that is usually best saved for a vacuum cleaner on the quarterback. It's, it's my new favorite thing in football. I love it. When, when Whenever a, a quarterback's head gets dribbled off the ground <laughs> and they can't throw a flag on it because he's the defender, he's the defender in this play. <laughs> greatest shit in football. I fucking love it. But... That has to be the greatest ending in football. I've oh, ever that seen. was so great! Like both of us wanted, both of us had picked the Patriots to win. We that were game. sitting down, and when Stevenson... Chandler Jones catches that ball, like when Ramondre <laughs> flips it back to we, Jacoby, we're we like, both stood up. We're, we're like, like, what is he doing? That's interesting because this game's going to overtime, and then Jacoby rises up like a phoenix from the ashes, and heaves the ball. To the most unathletic motherfucker on the field, McCorkle fucking Jones. And oh, by the way, the one guy standing close to him is a pass rushing menace. Who was drafted in the first round by by the the Patriots. Patriots. And he catches that ball and absolutely vacuumizes the quarterback. Because and it's funny because Murray caught that ball after his post game interview. He goes, "I keep watching videos of defenders getting chased down by quarterbacks, and it's embarrassing. So I just figured if I threw him to the ground, I didn't have to worry about it." A, I love it. Thank you, my God. Again, oh. I, it's one of my favorite things in football. Oh, it's like, so good. I, I obviously I don't want to see this happen to my quarterback for obvious reasons, no. but. God damn it! Whenever you pick a pick off a pass in the backfield and it's you and the quarterback, dribble that motherfucker's head off the ground. Well, I'm not calling for CTE, but I want there to be implications that it might be. Well, the fact did you see Mac Jones on the whole play when they zoomed out and just watched it? He was kind of standing there. First off, pissed off that he's not kneeling. You kneel to go into overtime. Um. For, it's weird the that the Raiders. This has happened twice for them. <laughs> like this is one of those situations. Like if you counted the amount of times that a game could have gone either into a tie or an overtime, but the other team did something really stupid. If if you gave me a nickel every time that happened for the Raiders to win, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, 
But it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs> yes. So Mac Jones, he's standing there, right? He goes, I don't know why I just handed this fucking ball off. Why is he throwing it backwards? Why is that ball coming? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even, he doesn't reach for Chandler Jones's legs till after his head rebounds off the ground. The guy, I actually felt bad for McCorkle because even he was like, there's no way in hell that this could possibly be going this bad. The world stopped for him. He goes, that ball's coming towards me. He hadn't taken his hands off of his hips. It wasn't until Chandler Jones went up right in front of him that he snapped back to reality, and he barely got his arms up just in time to not be able to get them down to brace himself. And at that point, Chandler Jones said, my fist is breaking your face. And at that moment, he knew he fucked up. <laughs> was so good. So Austin and I are sitting there. Why are they running it? He lateraled. No, when they ran it, I was like, okay, they're going to overtime. And then he lateraled it. And I was like, huh, that's a weird way to go to overtime. But whatever. And like I said, and then Jacoby rises from the ashes. <laughs> a motherfucker did not want to go to overtime. <laughs> It was, it is, the culmination of that play is absolutely one of my favorite moments of the NFL season. We're going to be dubbing that play Chandler Jones and the Order of the Phoenix. Oh, God. Order 66 to a whole new fucking level. (laughs) Fucking kill McCorkle. Um... (sighs) All right, let's get through this fucking list. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Chargers beat Tennessee 17-14. Um, I, I still feel like if Ryan Tannehill was a little not getting his head ripped off that game, they'd have a chance to win. Um, Man, but, that Chargers defense was coming. I, you, I think you and I both took Tennessee in that one. Yep. Um, because we didn't want to be anywhere near Mike Vrabel. Um Mike Vrabel's still yelling in Tennessee. Uh, if you guys listen closely, you can hear him through our mics. Um, I yeah, do right, not want right, to be a... Right after the thunk echo from Mac Jones' helmet bouncing off the turf, you can hear a, you can hear a high-pitched squeal. And, and and that's Mike Vrabel. Yeah, that... Oh, I do not want to be a Tennessee Titan. Did you know that Jacksonville now has control of its own destiny? Did not. If, if they, they went out. If they went out because they play Tennessee again. Oh, tomorrow we're just going to have to do run through picks and then oh, talk playoffs. God, I'm so. There's so many things that were. Like, there's so many not great things, but damn it, there were so many good things. Um, Cincinnati beat Tampa Bay, although the first half did not look particularly <laughs> great for Cincinnati. They had us in the first half. Not going to lie. <laughs> But they they turn that ship around. It's it's because of Joe Burrow. Um, that man. If we were to cut his veins open, um, we could restock the ice in the Antarctic. That that's all there is to it. That does make it easier for me to get to the Super Bowl. 
issue Screw is... Screw it, I'm in. I think the issue with that is, you take the blood out of his veins, he doesn't have to think. Um, Commanders... How do I put this lightly? Um, they got fucked. <laughs> um, a, the play that they scored the touchdown. How does a receiver point to the judge, and the judge goes twice? Hey, move up, and he goes okay. He moves up, points back, gets confirmation, looks back, play starts, throw the flag for illegal formation. How do you check with him twice, and you get get the flag? Some bullshit. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that's so bad, like, I didn't even mention Carl Sheffers for the Chiefs game. Yeah. Oh, uh, there were some really interesting... Did you see the Carl Sheffers uh, officiating stats versus the Chiefs? Yeah. Like, in his career versus the Chiefs, he calls, like, I think it was, like, 40% more flags against the Chiefs than any other team in the league. That right there, that we're it, it, it's weird to complain about refs, especially when they're all being so bad. But when you have numbers to back up that they are targeting a certain team, I got another one for you, and it's not just the Chiefs. Favorites in the NFL over the past however many seasons, I don't remember what the full extent of the stat was. Are 137 43 and 2, I believe, against the spread. Because Vegas seems to know what they're doing. Against all other, or in games including all other officiating crews. In Carl Sheffer's games, they're 33 and 37. How do I put this without making an accusation? That man and his crew are af- are literally affecting. They're throwing games. Outcomes of games. They're, it, t- the stat shows. I need a Calvin Ridley fucking inspection on Carl Sheffers and his crew. Oh, man. That's what it sounds like. That, I, Vegas isn't that bad. No. No. Actually, Vegas is a very good... Vegas knows what they're doing. When you look, ooh, who should I be rooting for? Look at the point spread. Vegas usually has a pretty good idea of what the fuck's going on. It, the, it's so their numbers and their analytics. There's a reason that. There's a reason that's why they're. There's a reason they make billions of dollars off sports betting every year. So yeah, that was my. I, I don't like to get I don't like to get into officiating because it it creates a narrative that unfortunately Chiefs fans fall into a lot. I don't like I don't like the narrative. I don't like to be a part of that narrative. And every fan base actually does it. The, oh, yeah. the, the refs are targeting me. The refs are that that stat that you just gave shows they're not unless it's Carl Sheffers and and uh, your team is uh whatever however you bet the spread he he's making it 50-50. Yeah. I mean he they are they are literally affecting the outcome of football. Like that's that's nuts. unequivocally affecting. I did football. not see that one. Yeah. 
I hate that guy. The fact that I know a referee's name is bad. I can barely remember most players' names. It and it we you and I had the same conversation Sunday after the game when we went over to your uh, grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. It I shouldn't know the name of any ref or ump. Sorry, ref ump in baseball. I know who the hell Aaron Hernandez. Her, Angel, Jesus, Angel Hernandez. Hey, I'm coming down. I'm coming down. Hold oh. on, hold on. Hey, I have a second PC. <clears throat> I'm still looking for that sponsorship, guys. Um, anytime. I don't know how to say this, but that was a couple of shots in the dark. Uh. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, unfortunately, I could picture the bastard. Wow, I couldn't. Uh. Oh no, I, I won't mince words. You know that. Yeah, but Aaron has a very different outcome. Look, quick drop and a sudden stop doesn't mean anything. It's just a quote from a Disney movie. That has to do with pirates. So Green Bay, Green Bay beat the Rams. Um, unfortunately, we were both we were both right about the way that game was going to go. Um, I'm I'm really trying to get away from this uh, comment you just made. Um, so, leaving yeah, uh, breathless. It's well. That's the show. Um, oh, Jesus Christ, Ryan. And three, two, one. Here we go. Um, but no, Green Bay. Man, you, 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 they're the better team. I mean, the Rams. <laughs> the Rams suck. <laughs> and it's barely. The bad thing is I feel like there's a significant significant difference between those two teams. One of them might have a bright future if they change quarterbacks, and the other one's the Rams. Yeah. One of them might have a bright future, the other one is this number four overall pick to the Lions. <laughs> Rough place to be in. Um, yeah, so... And I'm... Yeah, I, I don't have much to say on that game. It was it wasn't fun to watch. It wasn't good to watch. There wasn't a whole lot of good storylines. There wasn't a whole lot of interesting things that happened. Honestly, I didn't watch it. I barely watched I, it. I, I was... turned the game on with full intent intentions to watch it. Um, kind of like I said last week. By no means am I rooting for Baker Mayfield, but I really hoped Baker Mayfield would come out on top on that one. I mean, I mean we were rooting for Baker Mayfield against the Packers. We'll yeah, say it. Yeah, I mean it, it happened. It didn't taste good then. It doesn't taste good saying it now. Um, so, so on the bright side, we're an hour and twenty five minutes into the episode. Um, hey, this we, is a short Tuesday. We have finished our our, our games finally. Um, so, don't think we have too much other stuff to get into because if we get off on another tangent. This is going to get finished up tomorrow, sometime around noon. Um. So with that, we have a certain thing we need to get to, and it's something I know your wife hates, but we have Ryan's fantastic foreplay. Boy, just like you guys, she ain't the only one that hates it. So, for my fantastic foreplay this week, we're going to start off kind of, I'm just going to mention it because we already kind of hit on it. Chandler Jones and that pick six at the end of the game. Absolutely the best finish to a football game this season. Best finish to a football game since the Miami Miracle. J- 
just fan, it was a great heads up play by the Raiders to not just let it die. Because he easily could have just taken it and gone down. Like most, that's what you're told to do. He knows we're tied. What's the worst that could happen? We're tied and that clock's at zero. How often do you get to see a big guy with a football dive into the end zone as the clock, if you watch it, the clock strikes zero right as the ball crosses the goal line? It's beautiful. Um, Next, we've got Kirk Thuggins coming back with the two largest comebacks in NFL history. You have the, you like that game, and then down 33. Man's got ice in his veins here. Look, they make it into the playoffs. You better be hoping that that's an afternoon game, late afternoon game. If you're the early slot, wild card weekend, Ooh, I, I don't want any of that smoke. I don't want any of that smoke. I'm glad that right now they're the two and I'm the three. <laughs> I don't want any part of Kirk Cousins noon, one o'clock. That sounds like a bad day. How many times does Mayo just win a football game? Because, ah. I feel like being Pat Mahomes today. That's what he did. He's like, screw it. You ever see Pat Mahomes go down four scores in the playoff game? <sighs> We're down five. I think I saw that once. Something happened later, and all of a sudden we were out of fireworks. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, no. Kirk Duggins is how he will be known from here on out. When his... Bust goes into the Hall of Fame. Hold up. <laughs> hold, hold, hold up. The fuck did you just say? I said it. I said it. He ain't gonna be first ballot. No, 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 no. Unfortunately, it, it'll be posthumous, but. But he's going to be inducted with the chains on his bus. Okay? The grill and everything. Next up, we've got the Eagles with probably the biggest dub in NFL history, right? Uh, and I'm not talking about the Eagles winning this weekend against the, the Bears. No, 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 no. Eagles decided, out of the kindness of their heart, to send Jacksonville Jaguars and their head coach, sorry, the Eagles' ex-head coach and current Jaguars head coach, Doug Peterson, Phillies, for beating the Cowboys. If I can't think of a bigger F you, not only to the guy that you fired, but the team they beat. <laughs> the Eagles take the biggest dub in in sports history with that one. That That's great. Absolutely love it. And then 
my fourth and final. This one's going to be my favorite because we, we talked about it a little bit before the show. Uh, Kansas City super fan arrested this week. Chiefsaholic, for those of you that want to look for this on Twitter. <laughs> Chiefsaholic was arrested after robbing multiple banks for in excess of $200,000. So this man gets on Twitter posting go if you if you still got it but he posts something to the likes of getting pulled back up. He's essentially bragging about how well life is going. Um, he's one of those guys. Every every team has one or two of these fans. Um, the Jets have the uh, uh, fireman. I can't think of his name right now. Um, Bills Mafia. Rest in peace. Had uh, the Luchador, um, who just recently died uh, a couple years back. I think he had a very long battle with cancer, if I remember correctly. But every team has has a super fan or two. You, you see him, the Niners have this old guy that's got a banjo and a cape. He's got like a little propeller on his hat. I don't know what his deal is, but he's at like every Niners home game. He looks like to be like 106, 107 years old. I'm just hoping that maybe this gets out and this will be the second Chiefs super fan that I've ripped. Um, I know a, a large part of like the Arrowhead Nation Twitter group hates me and I'm fine with that because quite frankly I don't give two shits about Chiefs fans it really doesn't affect me but this man who doesn't so much show up at Arrowhead that often I mean he does but he's more of a road warrior guy and he shows up in a full wolf's costume for anybody that doesn't know Kansas City's mascot is a wolf his name's KC Wolf super chill guy this guy tweets after graduating kansas state in 2016 fun fact didn't graduate k-state i was working in a warehouse making 12 dollars an hour today i manage multiple warehouses all of rob banks throughout the midwest region and make an excellent living i'm only 28 years old hard work pays off and don't let anyone tell you otherwise so some of the comments on this I, I found before that. you get to the comments. Okay. Uh, you said he's a road warrior. I didn't know this about him. Um, are you thinking he's traveling across the country, hitting different banks at all the stadiums? You don't say. <laughs> you know when he was arrested? <laughs> was he in Houston? He was arrested Thursday in Oklahoma. Do you know what state lies between Kansas and Texas? I love this story so much. Continue. So in the comments, uh, you get some of these people that are uh, going, oh my God, somebody just commented on there like, are any of those warehouses hiring? First comment, nope. Uh, you get people like, hard work does pay off, and this and that, and they're like, hey, that guy just got arrested for robbing banks. Oh, shit, my bad. Never mind. Don't, don't work hard, kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that nope tweet got me. Um, yeah, no, 
absolute story of the year and, and like kicked it at the deadline to get it in there. Yeah, no, this man has been traveling across the country going to Chiefs games in a Wolves costume. Robbing banks. A literal, a literal wolf in Chiefs clothing. You know what the craziest thing was? When he was arrested, he was wearing the mask. Actually, that was, that was, that was oh, it was? Yeah. Damn. Was not I've seen that mask. from like three or four places. I thought one of them was like CBS Sports. Unfortunately, no, because that would have been absolutely oh, fucking amazing. I, I apologize for the, uh, the fake news there, guys. That's on me. I thought I had reliable sources. Unfortunately, like I, I saw that earlier, and I was like, "Yes, that that is incredible." The same mask he wears to Chiefs games. No, unfortunately, it wasn't. But they God, they have a video, or they had a uh, a security cam picture of him wearing a wolf's mask. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I've seen that, but I I think that was I don't know. From what I've gathered, it may not have been him. That might have just been yeah. some clever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, from from what I've gathered, he, he, obviously this is still a developing story. Yeah, and and it's absolutely amazing, and I hope everybody goes and looks it up on Twitter because it is the riot that I have seen on Twitter. It's amazing. Um. So, was guys, somewhere. that's my fantastic four play, and we can literally talk about how funny this is and give our thoughts on it all night. Um, but we've kept you for about. So, yeah, I, I, man, good stuff this week. It has been, this produced more entertainment than I thought it was going to. Um, I feel like you got a lot of me and Ryan in this episode. Um, and just, just me and Ryan as me and Ryan are. Maybe, maybe we're finally starting to get comfortable with this thing and whatnot. Maybe, maybe the tone will change a little bit. We'll get away from, you know, recap, predict, whatever. I don't know yet. We're, no, we're growing it. Good. We're growing as it grows. It felt good. But we're going to get out of here. We will see you guys tomorrow, bright and early. Yeah, we'll probably start recording around 8 o'clock, 8.45 again. Because, hey, that's what we do. Whoever decided to put us as the organizational committee on this did not have a very good idea. But we're going to get out of here. So be kind to each other. Love one another. And always remember, fuck Chiefsaholic. Ah, I was wondering where you were going with that. And Dead Banks. <laughs> I could see the look in your eye. I could see it that it was different. That's all there is. Good night, everybody. Love you.